Hey folks, this is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. Instead of talking about the pandemic, I'm going to discuss an entirely different issue because focusing on the pandemic constantly is not healthy. <laughs> I want to talk about a main concern I get from potential clients. So these end up being folks who don't end up deciding to really do much about their situation. And I feel like it's a real impediment to a lot of guys who are looking to or hoping to improve their social lives. And yes, it gets me less clients, but uh, let's just say this will benefit everyone to address it. And it's the idea that because a guy doesn't have conventional good looks, he has no chance with women. Looks matter. I don't want to pretend that they don't. Now, of course, we're talking about how women perceive men because that's the topic of this. That's my experience. What men don't understand is it matters way less than vice versa. Sadly, men are more superficial than women for the most part. You're average male. So obviously it goes across the board and different people have different views of things. It's really about their level of psychosocial development. But looks are a factor for sure in terms of what women decide in terms of a mate or somebody to date or to sleep with or boyfriend, etc. But what ends up happening for men is they look at it through the lens of a man. And so they're like, all right, I'm not that attractive. So they think, therefore, women are going to judge me very harshly because they're thinking just like men. And most women are not. Again, some women are very superficial. I would say most women have certain looks that they're ideally would choose. And I think most women have certain things that they're like, all right, I will never go with this. But what you have to understand is women's attraction, women's connection, and even women's chemistry, it comes into a lot of other areas. So even just when it comes into deeper chemistry, it's not necessarily about how the eye perceives a face and a body. It could be all sorts of antibodies and whether they're complementary. So it happens at a very primal level. So a lot of times, if it's photos on a dating site, they might not know whether they have that deeper chemistry until they actually meet somebody. So right off the bat, Understanding that concept of chemistry disproves that it's just about whether your face looks like a movie star or not. It's, it's simply not the case. But, of course, it does make it more of an obstacle for getting the foot in the door. It's way easier if you're a conventionally good-looking guy and tall and fit and things like that because... Right away, a lot of women, let's just say you're talking about in person or online, obviously, too. They'll swipe you more likely. Doesn't mean they'll meet you. But in person, they'll just be more accepting of you talking to them. So they may pursue you. That's more rare, but that happens. But it's more like if you go up to them, there's nothing odd about it. It's not necessarily, oh, man, this guy's super hot and I want to bang him. It's just more, okay, here's a normal looking guy in their mind. Whereas if there's somebody who is less attractive... They might have all sorts of preconceived notions and prejudices 
or be like, this is not the kind of guy who should be talking to me. So it's not really about a repulsion of your face. It's just all these other elements that go into it. So if you're able to push past that initial pushback, I'm not saying pushback in terms of, I don't want to talk to you. You're like, oh, you'll like me. That's not what I mean. Just in terms of like, oh, hi, maybe she's not super into you right as well. Maybe you don't get as good a first response. But if she is open to you talking to her, if she seems to be tolerating the interaction, there's no reason you can't talk to her. And that's when the other factors come into play. So I'm going to break things down in terms of Looks, which again vary, so there's no official good looking necessarily. It might be a few cases, but it really varies across the board. Status, which has to do with your position in, we could say in a hierarchy or just let's say in a social scene. And also money ties into status as well. I combine that under the same category. And then personality. So at the end, I will get to personality, but let's finish talking about looks. Then we'll get into the status money thing, and then we'll finish on the personality thing. So you should try to be as attractive as you can, just because a lot of times that means you're being healthy. So if you're not in good shape, you should be in good shape for yourself because it will prolong your life, make you suffer less all those sorts of things, be less of a burden on society, be more of a contributor to society. You should do basic hygiene and grooming because that's just self-respect. I'm personally not somebody who advocates for really being obsessed with getting the latest hairstyle or dressing with the latest fashions and, and focusing on that. If you, the women you're interested in are part of that world, then you know maybe paying more attention to that could be valid. But you can go too far with that, and it's also really not as important as you think. The idea that you have to have the right shoes to talk to a woman. <laughs> you're not going to get a girlfriend because of the shoes you're wearing or not wearing, okay? You might get, oh, that's an I like those shoes, and then get a chance to say something. So then you have one opportunity to say something. But, you know, don't sacrifice your self-respect for one little opportunity to be able to say something. So I am saying to focus a bit of attention on your looks, but don't go overboard because at a certain point of time, there's just nothing you can do about it. So let's just say that you are less attractive than your average man, right? You do what you can to get yourself to a certain level and then you stop worrying about it. So a lot of it is that guys who are not doing great with women will look at supposedly the more attractive men and think, oh, that's just, look at how easy it is and it's all because he's good looking. And the point is that it's not only just about looks. Guys who are decent looking but don't have other qualities, they don't necessarily do that great with women or they only do great with a certain type of woman who is particularly superficial. So sure, they do get more access to your average club girl, but at a certain point in women's development, they start looking for more than that. And some women get there earlier. And if anything, a average, barely average looking guy who has other qualities is going to do way better than a better looking guy who is lower in those categories. So you have to acknowledge that. But here's where I think it comes down to. It's laziness. You're like, well, it's easy for these guys and I want it to be easy for me. Well, again, it's probably not as easy as you think. Their looks might help them, 
but they've developed other qualities. So maybe they're charming and they're able to talk to women. Of course, it was easier for them to develop those qualities because they typically had positive feedback their whole life. So then it's, it's easier to be charming if everyone expects you to be charming or everyone's being nice to you because you're attractive or at least not excluding you because you're unattractive, whatever. But they still develop these other qualities. And I think a lot of times guys will, who are jealous or just not doing well will attribute it all to looks. And that's, and that's really not the case. So ultimately, it's that guys want it easy. So they're like, hey, that guy's good looking and it's easy for him. Let's just say there is a guy who has no other qualities, no other redeeming qualities. He's a made up character and he's just good looking and he does really well with women and worthwhile women too, not just horrible women. And you're like, that's what I want my life to be like. And it's like, well, guess what? That isn't your life. So you're going to spend your time lamenting that you don't have that rare, rare situation. You don't have nothing. There's, it's not like you don't have opportunities, but you're like, well, unless it's super easy for me, I'm not even going to do it. And that's petulance and that's childish. That's not a healthy way to go about the world. Just because it's a little more difficult for you doesn't mean that this is not available. So if it's a question of, okay, I have to put in three times the effort as this guy to be able to find a girlfriend. You're just not going to do it because it's a little bit harder. I like to bring things back to physical exercise because I think there's a lot of parallels, but in terms of going to the gym, for instance, my body build is such that I have slighter bone structure, um, tall, lanky. I've been lifting weights for many years. I don't really bulk up. It's not really in my body type. And at 41, it's it's harder to, to put on muscle tone, but I'm strong, I'm healthy should I just not go to the gym because it's not as easy for me to build my biceps? That would be crazy. That's idiotic. I'm doing this for so many different reasons. It's just good to be healthy and I am getting stronger. And over time, my arms do grow. Not that that really matters. So that would be a very similar thing. And guess what? That's kind of true at the gym. Most of the people who are at the gym who are, you know, in their 20s and 30s, let's say, tend to be as men tend to have above average musculature. And that's because typically working out has worked better for their genetics and their body type. So it's been easier for them to build muscle tone. So like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is working. I'm going to keep going. You don't see a lot of kind of wiry guys like me at the gym, probably because a lot of them work out for a while. Like I'm not getting any results or they're comparing themselves to somebody else's body. And they're like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. And me, I'm like, well, I'm going to keep working out. Of course, I'm going to keep working out. So that's the way I would suggest look at the looks component. Just because it's harder for you does not give you an excuse. And in fact, because it's harder, you're going to develop all these other qualities that frankly are more important for getting a worthwhile woman. Just because you can point to a lot of superficial women who are at a low level development and maybe are very insecure themselves, they're focused primarily on looks because they don't think they're attractive enough. And then they're like, oh, I have to even this out genetically by bringing a more attractive man into the situation. Yeah, I know that was a, a bit of a leap, but I think it's true. Then that's one thing. But let's go on to the status and money thing. I'll, let's brush over the money thing real quick. I'm not suggesting that you should just become rich and then you're going to get women. I mean, you can get women because you have money, but 
That's not what I'm suggesting at all. The money is more a matter of, look, this guy was able to establish himself in society and make things happen. And he's, you know, which might be an indicator of good genetics. And he's also able to provide and take care of me. And that's a basic thing. There's, there's nothing wrong with women who want to have a man who can at least partially provide for her. That's reasonable. But ultimately, it's, yeah, resources and also connections. So the status, that's where the, the fame stuff comes into, or just simply the, you know, the most uh, well-known snowboarder in the group or whatever other little hierarchy they're a part of. It's, it's because, oh, wow, they've gotten this far in society. They probably have a lot of connections that can benefit the woman in the interactions. And also, you know, there is a respect for it. Like, well, they must have accomplished a lot of stuff. Um, I, I, you know, you see a guy up on stage and then there's, everyone's looking at them. So there's that component as well. So that's another component. And there are plenty of dudes who are not good looking, but they have status and they have money and they attract women. I mean, frankly, a higher status man who is ugly, like a Steve Buscemi, I'm sure has way more access to, to uh, women than, you know, a very good looking guy who is just an unknown. You know, a lot of the movie stars who people think, oh, it's so handsome. It's partially because they're handsome. But if that person just worked at the grocery store, he would just be the cute guy who worked at the grocery store, you know. So you got to take that into mind. But ultimately, really what it comes down to, what you can control is personality. So yeah, you might have to balance out the fact that you're not as good looking with personality stuff. It may be that you're going through other issues. You've got psychological issues that are keeping you from interacting with women. It has nothing to do with any of those things. But if you're not as good looking, maybe you do have to get a hold of that. And you should no matter what, just for yourself. But men, we do have to outcompete the other men. So if you're not as good looking, you've got to make sure that you compensate in other ways. And that could be working on who you are as a person. So when I say personality, I don't mean just who your personality is, that you can't really change that, but you can improve upon it. And one way of looking at that is, let's say you're playing a role-playing game and you're like, I'm a wizard or a, a warrior or whatever, right? Let's say you choose the wizard. Love the fact that you're always gonna be a wizard. Don't try to be a warrior, you're a wizard, but you can get higher levels of experience, you can get more weaponry, those sorts of things. So that's how you become a better wizard rather than trying to switch over. So love who you are and all that, but you can work on yourself. And yeah, if you have that impediment in terms of looks, you might have to become an even better man than your average man. And what does that look like? It, it can look like so many different things. It can simply just be, you're a funny dude, right? So sense of humor goes a long way. Maybe that's partially innate but or something you grew up with. But if you watch more comedy, pay attention to more comedy, try to bring more jokes into stuff, try to see the light, absurd side of life, that can improve your sense of humor. That goes a huge way. Most stand-up comedians are not particularly physically attractive the vast majority of them are not famous. You know, maybe they'll be up on stage, but not not for any a huge number of people or national audience or they make that much money. But comedians attract a lot of women. 
largely because their personality and they're putting their personality out there. It's probably a little bit of the status thing because, like I said, they're on stage. But talking about non-famous comedians, same with musicians, you know, that, that, that can be what their, their music. But, of course, a lot of times with musicians, it is just like the status thing, the fact that they're a musician rather than, wow, look at your amazing musical ability. So let's stick with the comedian aspect. So you can work on aspects of your personality, so many aspects. Maybe it's just you are just centered as a human being. You know, maybe you're just so focused on mindfulness that you're able to be present at all times. Maybe you're just a more genuine human, a kind human, not a weak human being, but a kind, a genuinely kind human being who is doing things because you feel like you want to bring people together. And that's a real leader. That's actually what leadership is. So that's getting a little bit into the status thing. But by working on yourself, you can also enhance your status, of course. There are other aspects to do with just um, you know, helping others more or being a braver, more courageous person. There are just so many things across the board that you can work on. And yeah, you probably do have to hone that to a higher level than say a good looking guy. But th this is a great opportunity because we don't really do things for ourselves unless we have to. So we don't really better ourselves unless we need to. So that's why, you know, there is a stereotype of the good looking guy who's also an asshole. Of course, that's not always the case, but it's often the case, right? And why is that? It's because he's gotten a lot that he's wanted and he hasn't had to work on himself. He hasn't had to do much personal growth. And you should pity that. I know it doesn't sound like it, but if you're in a situation where you need to do something to improve yourself, thank the world because that is a beautiful process like we otherwise we stagnate the worst thing to be is a stagnant human you don't want to be stagnant right you want to be growing you want to be shedding your shell and finding a new shell and so every time that there is a setback that's what causes us to expand upon it uh, that's how human beings evolved over time we were in life, certain life conditions, and then we realized, okay, we need to bump up our consciousness in order to deal with it. That's a beautiful, wonderful thing. And you're in a situation where if you want to improve things with women, you have to work on aspects of yourself. And ultimately, that's why you should be doing it is just to do that self-improvement and to just be a part of human evolution. But if the carrot is that it will help you more with women and it will help you more with women, then that's great too. You know, sometimes we need that carrot. Sometimes we need that dessert at the end of the week so we can push through it. And that's what I'm suggesting folks do right now. If you're putting off your self-development during this time when there's less to do, when the government's giving you money, you're probably never going to do it. And if your only excuse is, I'm not good looking enough, well, I just babbled for 20 minutes about why that's not good enough. And if you have a rebuttal, I'd be happy to hear it. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be mostly a cop-out because I've acknowledged that it is tougher if you're not as good looking or you're not as tall. And sure, maybe it will limit your possibilities in some way. But we do live in a world where, as men, we do have to outcompete other men. And I'm giving you the way to do it. It's to work on yourself, become a better man. That's the way you shine. That's the way you get yourself noticed. And ultimately, that's the way you just evolve as a human. And I'm going to tell you what, it might get to a point where 
you're more focused on your evolving as a human for yourself and you're more finding more satisfaction in that process and then just being than you are worrying about whether women find you attractive. And pretty much as soon as you're at that point, ironically, when you no longer need women in your life, that's when you're going to have more women in your life. So it's a bittersweet pill because you've worked this hard and you're like, oh, finally, I have women who are attracted to me. And then you're like, you know what? Maybe this isn't all about interacting with women. But it is an important component of our lives. And if this is what is causing you a lot of strife, you've got to address the situation head on. And I just outlined a plan for you to do so. And if you want somebody who can assist you specifically in the steps along the way and to create a tailor-made game plan, definitely contact us at Introvert Unbound. We have all sorts of different programs. We're doing a lot more of our online introvert strategy sessions. And if you're listening to this during the plague, we still have our plague sale, which is 30% off all of our online introvert strategy sessions. So you can talk to myself or you can talk to Regina Hopkins, LPC, uh, who is also a coach at Introvert Unbound, about whatever you want. But we've got some ideas. We've helped people. We've helped ourselves. We want to help you. So let's get on it. You're not so ugly that you can't make things work. And I would say in summation, it's that you are far more lazy than you are ugly. So deal with that. You don't have to be lazy anymore. Lazy is not a quality that's innate to you. You're choosing to be lazy. Let's get that momentum and make things happen. Hey folks, this is Wes Colton, coach and founder of Introvert Unbound. I hope you got something out of the latest podcast. And if you'd like to keep up on future episodes, be sure to subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, or wherever else you found us. If you want to go a bit deeper, please go to introvertunbound.com and sign up for our free monthly email newsletter. And if you're serious about developing a more fulfilling social, dating, and professional life, email me at wes at introvertunbound.com for your free 20-minute zero-obligation online consult where we'll come up with a game plan for you to leverage your strengths overcome your obstacles, and become the introvert unbound.